Welcome back. This is part three of my Equinox reading to help you guys find some balance. This is, of course, timeless and for the collective. Our next card is the Ace of Cups. And this is from the 28 Tarot Mythical collection. It is written by Trish Sullivan and then they also include works by each of the artists. <clears throat> In this deck, uh, each card is made by a different artist with a common theme going through them. Uh, they have several decks. I think they're on eight or nine now. I have five of them, and they are amazing. They're a little long, um, but the artwork is great. I love them. Okay, enough of that. <clears throat> so, to get right into it, The Ace of Cups by Tara Fly. Keywords. Serenity, new chances for love, intimacy. Element is water. The astrological associations are Cancer, Scorpio, and Pisces. And that's just going off the element of water. Uh, depending on how much you know about astrology and tarot, you know it can get complicated, so I'm not going to get into it. <laughs> <clears throat> so the card story by Tara Fly, who illustrated the car. I chose the African water goddess, Yeosha, Y-E-M-O-J-A, to represent the Ace of Cups because she is the source of all waters. From the shell cupped in her hands, she is pouring forth the waters of life. As the Ace of Cups is symbolic of compassion and emotional love, including nurturing maternal love, Jehoma is known as the mother of all and is protective over her children. She is often depicted as a mermaid, and I've given her a peacock painted tail as they are sacred to her. Card's message written by Trish Sullivan. Again, a beautiful sunrise. The goddess Yoma sits by the ocean, a conch shell in her hands. Just as the sun brings all light to the world, she is bringing life in the form of fertile waters. A new journey is open to you, offering you the chance of great personal fulfillment and commitment. Will you take the opportunity before you? If you're willing and ready, then allow yourself to be compassionate and generous, open and receptive, both spiritually and emotionally. Mythological associations. This is about the myth. Yamona, 
Yama is a goddess of the ocean in African mythology, in particular the creator goddess of the Yorobruno region. She is considered to be the mother of all, the Orisha, and as, <clears throat> and as such, she is a patron, a protector of women, and especially pregnant women. The combination of these two associations, given the Ace of Cups sometimes foretells pregnancy, made her an ideal character for the card. So, here we have the story behind it. And with this, I think just going for what you are interested in and what you're passionate about of where your heart is telling you to go is going to help you bring a little bit of that into your life. You know, the balance with the help of, you know, moving you forward to your next big thing. Like right now is, is definitely a time where we are healing and building and getting ready for that next big jump. This card is, it's really quite beautiful. Uh, we have a dark cat and some points black, uh, also like a dark russet brown. And it does faintly have the peacock feathers uh, kind of coming underneath it. That is our goddess here. The conch shell is quite large that it's holding. And it has... Have you seen the... Like when you do a picture within a, a picture? <laughs> um, what I mean is... You see the sun's rays and the clouds and the part of the ocean coming in the background. But in this conch shell, you see the ocean and the sun itself with a waterfall coming out of the shell. So it's a very striking image when you really get into it. Uh, there also is a... I'm not sure if it's a swordfish or a sailfish. The top definitely has that sail effect, like either one of those have, and that streamlined type of body. But the tail and the very tip where the sword would be coming out are kind of not in the picture. So I can't tell you which one of those it is, but it is a fish definitely has a large sail that is going through these, or a large top fin, uh, going through the waves near the shore. And we also have a seagull in this card as well. So if you relate to any of those images, you might want to look more in depth into the Ace of Cups um, or those images as well and figure out what they kind of mean for you.
The next two cards are coming from the Moonology Oracle cards by Yasmin Bolin, and the artwork is by Nix Roman. So the first card that came out was the full moon in Libra. A win-win outcome is forecast. And so this is where you might have to work for it again, but it's going to turn out okay. And here is the text from the book. The full moon in Libra, the sign of partnership, of falling in love, and of closely relating to someone else. Also the sign of balance. Since the full moons are about climaxes and conclusions, this card suggests you're either about to start a new relationship or that an important existing relationship is changing somehow, perhaps coming to an end or moving to a new level of commitment. It's important to remember that people come to us for a reason, sometimes just for a season. If the relationship is ending now, it's doing so at the right time, so try not to fight it. This card can also refer to a professional relationship. There is a sense that you need to balance your ego with someone else's and need, who needs to win. A win-win outcome is possible with give and take. Do so, doing so might be the answer to your questions. So, a little bit of compromise, a little bit of accommodating, this, that, here, and there. For attuning to the moon, let go of that which is falling away. And then we have additional meanings for this card from the book. See the other person through the eyes of love. It will change your perspective. It's time to make a firm decision. Time for you to focus yourself for a while. Look after yourself, but avoid vanity. Now is a great time for a makeover. The teaching, no matter what you pull the, <clears throat> sorry, <clears throat> going to do that over. No matter when you pull the full moon and Libra card, it encourages you to find balance between your desires and those of the people around you. Balance is a very Librian energy and the full moon brings things to a peak. Dramas and upsets bring partnership to the forefront. Libra energy also brings love energy. Negotiations are easier. So, win-win outcome. I am not feeling the description in the book as much as with some of the other cards. Um, 
But I think it definitely is bringing that balance aspect and needing to find it. And this could be for the people that are having issues with others. That looking for that communication balance with them and the compromise is going to help bring both of you into balance. Our next card is the third quarter moon and adjustments are required. Think of yourself as a vessel that has been filled more and more over the past few weeks. Some of what has come your way may have been wonderful, but there is also a lot of negative energy and you need to let go of this. Whatever situation you're asking about now, be honest about whether there are toxic emotions involved, which you need to release into the ethers. This card also... <clears throat> this card also comes with the promise that not all is lost. However, there are changes and adjustments required before you will get where you want to be. The change of course is forecast now that recent events have been understood and acted upon. There may also be a crisis now, which will remind you of what you want and what it's time to let go of. So pay attention. What do you want? What do you don't want? <laughs> Attune to the moon. I'm reevaluating the situation. Additional meanings for this card. Your life may be out of balance and this may be causing your issues. It may be time to hatch a whole new plan. Something new and exciting is around the corner. Trust may be required to move the situation forward. The teaching. At the time of the third quarter moon, we know where we have been, but where are we going? The moon is now half moon and slipping away from us as she catches less and less light, moving towards her full disappearance at the new moon. It's a time of falling away and a time of reevaluating. No matter when you draw this card, the teaching is to release and to trust. So these two can also definitely be cards that are about timing. So this third quarter moon, which is the one after the full moon going towards the new moon, half, is a definite indicator there could be something happening at that point. I wasn't going to go here, so I didn't look either one of these up. <laughs> um, but that could be something significant or something that starts you on your journey that might not have otherwise. The other one here is this full moon in Libra. And 
right now, of course, I cannot think of when that is. But I know it's when the sun is in its opposite sign. The new moon is the sign we're going into or in. The full moons are the opposite sign of that. So in my case, <laughs> well, since I know mine, I'm a Taurus. So the new moon around my birthday is a Taurus new moon. The full moon around my birthday is a Scorpio new moon or a full moon, my opposite sign. Part of me is saying Libra or Aries for this, which would actually be now. So it could be something immediate happening that's going to last through this three quarter moon or there could be a more exact timing here. Sorry, like I said, you know, we don't plan here. <laughs> That's something you might want to look into, especially if you are drawn to this part of the reading more than any other parts. Could be something important here going on. Uh, could be this year. Could be in a year from now. And something could end or begin with this next third quarter moon. Or we could just go with if you can be adaptable and take other people's points of view into consideration, you'll have a win-win outcome. We just got to make a few adjustments. <laughs> so, and that could be with any aspect of your life. It doesn't have to actually be another person. It could be any situation coming through. Um, definitely see it for a work situation, jobs, where you're putting your energy, where you're putting your money. Could be under any of those types of areas. And again, this is all just trying to help you find your center and your balance in whatever part of your life that it's looking into. All right. Our next card is from the Myths and Mermaids Oracle of the Water. It is illustrated by Jasmine Becky Griffith, second deck of hers in this reading. And this one was written by Amber Logan. And Kachina Michalito. That one is K A C H I N A M I C K E L E T T O. And this is our last card for this reading. Hope you guys have enjoyed it at least a little bit. And if you want to take a look at the cards again, check out my Instagram page. That's my main one. Other stuff will start ramping up soon. I know I keep saying that stuff, but I mean it. I really do. 
Uh, so if you want to take a look at it. And the card for this one is number 13. Some of us, that's a lucky number. Some of us, it is just a number. The Tiki Mermaid. All right, and I do want to apologize a little bit. That last two cards were really shaky. It's amazing how sometimes when I'm reading stuff, it completely works. And I just flow with the rhythm of the writer and with other people... It is walking barefoot through the grass. And I keep stepping on rocks. <laughs> so I'm sorry about that. One of these days I might actually practice these, you know, like a real podcaster. But uh, until then, you guys know you love me. <laughs> All right. The Tiki Mermaid. And this is, we got a little, looks like a native Hawaiian mermaid here. Dark hair, amber eyes, green tail. We have a volcano in the background. And then in the foreground up with the Mermaid is a little tiki totem. And then it has two torches with it. And the eyes look like they're filled with lava. <clears throat> we'll see what type of description they do in here, if any. Below the tranquil surface of the azure... <laughs> Waveless sea brews an ever-rising temptress, shaking, quaking to break free. Stifling, sweaty, hot, and torrid, even paradise feels horrid. Remove the cork, let loose the steam, release your passions with a scream. A tropical beauty lounges before a tiki god and an offering of fresh fruit. Seemingly unaware of a volcano smoldering in the distance. In spite of her lush surroundings, the mermaid's countenance reflects internal. Oh, I'm so sorry. I just coughed so bad. The. <laughs> um, I live out in California and in the central part by the coast. Anyway. We have had so much rain, and then we get these warmer 60-degree days, and then it goes back to rain, and it's been doing this for a few months now. So the allergies are really, really messing with me, and I just had a coughing fit. So moving on, in spite of her lush surroundings, the mermaid's counterance reflects internal dissatisfaction. Divination meaning, get ready to erupt. Powerful forces have been pulling up inside of you for some time now. You can feel them bubbling beneath the surface, but you have somehow managed to keep them bottled up. 
This cannot last much longer, and sooner or later, you will have to let loose. Anger, frustration, heartache, despair. Everything you have been squashing is poised to erupt in a big way. Like the volcano, this is a volatile situation. One cannot continue or can, or can control. What's inside is determined to come out. Such a loss of control can be scary and unpredictable, but try not to be alarmed. Once the ashes clear away, this breakthrough will ultimately bring you a deeper sense of well-being in space <clears throat> and peace. Antithesis. Exercise self-restraint. People in situations have been irritating you lately, and it is attempting to lash out. Right now, it is more important to keep the peace by maintaining your self-control. Try putting things in perspective and remind yourself that this too shall pass. <clears throat> so a good note to end on. A little different than my interpretation, but it still fits in. Uh, possibly there are some of you guys that are going through some major issues in your relationships. And this is another one that says stuff is going to be coming to a surface. So use this information to try and get the best possible outcome from the situation. It's, <clears throat> sorry, throw it again. Uh, I see where it's really going to be important to work with others and adapt. But if there is something inside of you that is just choking you down, definitely there is a time to get that out. But you want to do it in a kind way. You don't want to be ungrateful for anything that person has done, but you also need to be like, you know, hey, look, I have some issues with this, <clears throat> and we need to see if we can come to a conclusion. And again, this could be any situation. It could be something regarding work, acquaintances, family, where this is happening, you know. It could even be some other situation where you're just fighting with yourself. You know, maybe you aren't going after those things you love because you need to be practical and you've got to pay your bills. Well, maybe now's the time that you need to make some compromises and adapt things so that you aren't so completely cut off. From your heart's desire. And I know a lot of people, especially males, but us single women, single moms, other people too, they feel like they need to provide for their families at all costs. And that is not a bad thing. That is an admirable quality. 
but <laughs> trendy word alert self-care <clears throat> and it is what it is and I think it's just saying that to help you find your balance you need to get these aggressions out of your system somehow talking to the person if that is a possible and safe outlet or just finding other things that you love to do and making adjustments in your life so that you can pursue those passions and things that you love. All right. So I really hope you guys enjoyed this. Uh, you know, just many blessings to everybody out there. It's... <laughs> it has been a tough couple of years and I think everyone in one way or another is kind of going through it or has had something happen and all right a little a little personal before we go and if if you leave now, I completely understand. I get it. And trigger warnings on loss <clears throat> for this next part. Not related to the cards, really. Just part of my journey that I feel like sharing right now. Um, my journey with this actually started... Wow, about seven years ago now. So, yeah, I was going through it before 2020 ever was even a twinkle in anybody's eye. And it started out with my dear, beloved aunt getting sick. And as things turned out, by the time we found out <clears throat> what was going on, she had stage four cancer all over. All over. It had just spread. And we found out about a month, maybe two before she actually passed. And she had several things going on with her. And I don't know if she didn't know, like she hadn't been going to the hospital about it and they didn't catch it, or if she was just keeping it a secret. I have no idea. But... Once it happened, it happened very, very fast. And she'd been kind of keeping to herself. You know, I hadn't, I hadn't seen her in a while. And that was sort of the start for me. Because she was one of the rider dieds for the family. She was always there no matter what. You know, it was a very, very 
close and tight bond with <clears throat> all of us. Even when we didn't see her all the time because of other factors. Um, over the next year to year and a half, I lost, I believe it was 11 people that were friends or family <clears throat> um, that I cared about. And um, it was definitely intense because uh, each, it was one of those things, I mean, it was a short period of time. It was like almost every month there was a loss. And it was getting to the point where I didn't even want to open up Facebook or take phone calls because it was just intense. And every time, you know, I was, I was, wasn't even healed from one loss before another one happened. And it was all, it was all meaningful people, um, And, it, you know, it just, it just hurt. And then the, the old wounds would keep getting ripped open. <clears throat> so that was a real, I guess it was about a year and a half. Um, and it was pretty much finalized with the loss of my mom. She had <clears throat> dementia. So, yeah. Not only did I lose 11 people that meant something to me in one way or another, I lost my two biggest support people and I was watching one of them deteriorate, going from being able to stay at home and take care of themselves to the point where she couldn't even feed herself by the end. She couldn't bathe herself. She couldn't walk. Uh, I went months without knowing if she knew who I was. And the last time, <clears throat> uh, I know exactly the last time that I heard her say, I love you. Because I hadn't heard it in months. And my mom wasn't like that. <clears throat> you know, she was very... Uh, expressive in that way and when I heard it I was like I knew and I, I took it to heart and burned it in there because I knew that was going to be the last time maybe that she even recognized me and for having someone be that close whoever you're protector is, whoever your support is, to watch them go through that is completely gut-wrenching. <clears throat> and that just completely shook me and threw me bad. Um, I got a reprieve for about a year 
And then on almost the anniversary of my mom's death, my boyfriend and longtime friend damn near ghosted me. I got a Dear John letter. And then they never talked to me again. And this is somebody that I had known for 20 years. You know, we might not have been the closest, but we'd kept in touch. And that happened right around the anniversary of my mom's death. And that was another devastating period. So by the time 2020 happened, it was almost like a relief for me personally. Uh, you know, I'd had a new job for about two or three years at that point, and I, it was completely toxic. You might've heard me say that before, but it was completely toxic atmosphere. It was horrible. And, you know, just manipulation, intimidation, uh, mind games. Um, it was a very, very negative environment, especially for me, uh, after dealing with the loss of so many strong people and getting out of an abusive relationship years before, but you know, it still affected for a long time, uh, extremely toxic environment. So 2020 came and it gave me the opportunity to leave that job and still survive. And for a while, it was actually really nice. I'm an introvert. So all the people were out of my way. I could go run an errand and there weren't a million people outside and you could drive. It was really kind of nice. And I know a lot of people, especially ex extroverts, um, had a really, really hard time with that. I know that was a hard one for everybody. And the last two years have not been easy either. You know, there's been more deaths for me and everyone else as well. But there's, you know, more deaths that had happened there were more illnesses, there were more financial difficulties, there was more unrest in general. I know quite a few people got divorced or separated during that time frame. Uh, you know, it's been a really hard time for a lot of people. Like I said, that's just my story of what has been going on. And, you know, I'm, I'm still feeling the struggle. I, because of the environment that I was in, I do this and gig work, uh, deliveries and stuff to make money and Thankfully for me, uh, I was hooked up with the right people and was able to get in a situation where I can borderline survive like this. And 
<clears throat> yeah, the, I've I've talked to a few of my friends, and everybody has been going through a lot of stuff. It is like a universal thing right now, and I just lost um, another person who I really, really cared about, who was basically my boyfriend. Um, he's my protector. He was my best friend. Uh, you might have heard my podcast before on it. I was, that was really raw at that point. And, you know, it, it still kind of is. It's, I'm still kind of living in this world of disbelief. Sort of like I've completely disassociated. <laughs> is how I'm kind of getting through it because, you know, I'm a single mom. Uh, I try not to talk shit about my ex, but I get no help from him. And the fallout of what would happen if I were to make a fuss over everything, I would rather struggle than be in that abusive situation again. <coughs> I mean, even like without even being with him, the I can't explain it. <laughs> I've tried a million times and you've either been in the situation and you know, or you just look at the situation and think, well, it's so simple. All she has to do is this. But it's, it's not that simple. And I know everybody has had a situation in their lives where they've made a decision that no one exactly understands or they get judged for. And they're like, you know, it doesn't matter what you say. This is what I have to do. That's sort of the situation I've had to be in with this. Um, but just like, you know, the, the, the struggle is real. Uh, it's hard out there. And I guess I just want to tell everyone to always not only think of yourself, and I don't mean like in a self-care kind of way. You know, we get wrapped up in our own pain and our own struggles. But it's really important when we're going through life to realize that other people are going through things that we have no idea about. So just try to be kind is the biggest thing is if you are kind, <clears throat> it's amazing what you can do. Um, you know, to that checker or the telemarketer or the poor clerk at the motor vehicles department or wherever. You know, you might be frustrated, but guess what? They've had to deal with five of you already today, and it's only 10 a.m. 
So, yeah. All right. Thank you for letting me go on my little tangent. I hope you guys are all doing great. And I'll talk to you next time.